what up? What's good? What's happening? What's pop up? What's jumping? What's cracking? Welcome to uh, episode thirty-eight of the Afroclectic Podcast. I am your host Roger, aka uh, Spice Melange, because bitch, I'm the shit. Aka Baron of the Brokies, aka uh, Single Mom Slayer, aka Momster Hunter, and we have the lovely Bonnie Everclear on the line. What's up, y'all? It's Bonnie Everclear. AKA PMS, AKA my titties are swollen as fuck, AKA they're not going to be here tomorrow, AKA I just want this to get over with. <laughs> Yikes. I'm sorry to hear that, friend. Uh, it happens every month. So Yikes. I'm not tripping, but damn. Listen, I, this is why I acknowledge that it is a privilege to have a penis because I don't have to deal with that. That is, that just sounds like such an inconvenience. Lucky you. <laughs> Lucky you. So it's, uh, today's going to be a real intimate, uh, episode friend. Um, it's just us today. Um, what? Yeah. One of our, one of our, uh, hosts, uh, diagnosed with covid she won't be available um professor is is busy um the others are busy everybody's just busy everybody's either working or they're sick or yeah it's just like everybody's doing something so yeah it's just us today um well i'm praying for you know that she gets better yes um shout out to uh the owner of holistic shop uh daya bryant um she's um at home right now dealing with COVID. Uh, she said uh, last time I checked with her, she said that they're doing all right. It just hurts. Um, and it's just a, a huge inconvenience. She found out who, who uh, was responsible for, you know, you know, giving out the virus to uh, her and her family. And oh, wow. she's pretty pissed and with plenty of reason to, uh, to feel that way. Um, so moving on, uh, yes. first, first topic of the evening, what are we talking about? Let me go back to my notes. My bad. All right. So first things first, let's get it out the way. Merry, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy new year. Stop showing me all your engagement posts, all your marriage <laughs> posts, all, all your, um, uh, pregnancy reveals i'm tired of all the cute lovey-dovey shit i'm sick of happy people somebody told me uh the other day like uh roger you don't like happy people no the fuck i don't not with that shit (laughs) (laughs) if if you're if you're you're romantically happy i don't give a fuck like get that shit out of my face well damn i mean i don't know i it's different for me but mm-hmm. it's still kind of the same. Like, I feel like everybody, you know, you either made it through last year or you you didn't with your relationship. And I feel like people who made it were like, you know, we're so much stronger. Let's, you know, have a baby. Let's marry. Let's just do all this cute, lovey-dovey shit and just be one big happy family. And I'm just sitting here like... I mean, yeah, me me and my Megan are still together and we're happy, but like we're just trying to live our life right now. It's not really in the cards. So to see like a pregnancy post every fucking day mm. or 
you know, people at the beginning of the year who got pregnant once the quarantine started, they're now, you know, giving birth basically. So, and then the merit people got either got married or they got engaged and I'm so happy for everybody. But see, now people are looking at me and my <laughs> boyfriend and they're like, so, so? <laughs> and we're both so, like, so can uh, I take, can I say so something what? about that real quick? What? Not, not about, uh, you know, people looking at y'all to be married, but more so like everybody like announcing marriage and, and well, mar- marriage announcement, you know, that's that's whatever you know shout out to deuce apparently he sneakily uh went and got married uh because uh, yeah <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing with you know it was covid both families had were trying to like get out to them but it's covid mm-hmm. and it's like okay i get it Prat- uh in most practical sense it makes sense for them to just go ahead and elope and have a a um ceremony later on down the line like right. why, why push it back any further like let's just do the damn thing they were already engaged for over a year so go ahead and do the damn thing so congratulations to deuce and your lovely wife congrats um but uh i'm still at your head because you told professor before me and nigga i've known you for decades before him so um yeah i have a vendetta out for him um I found out on social media, so yeah. I'm I here. found out on social media. That's, I was just like, that's why oh, I feel some type of way, so nigga. I grew up with you. Motherfuckers just get married, <laughs> right. and you no. know, don't say anything. <laughs> what about us? Not, not you and your wife, who it's supposed to be about. No. What about us? Oh, I just feel away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so no, I'm, I'm not, uh really coming down on on anybody really but i'm just sick of the cliche-ness if that's a word of people um proposing or getting engaged during the holiday it's it's like you can set your watch to how many um proposals are going to come out between thanksgiving night and new year's like i feel like that's where the concentration of most proposals are are pertain to. Like there are 365 days in 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 the world in uh of the the world revolving around the sun and y'all choose the last 4 weeks of said year to start proposing. And for yeah. me personally, as far as somebody who lives in the cold ass Midwest, um i'm not proposing in the middle of the cold i'm not proposing when it's cold outside even if we're inside no i'm doing this shit outside in some lovely warm weather because why not i i think i would actually like that as well like if we're gonna do something outside then it'd be you know warmer or something like that Mm -hmm. i can't do the cold and another thing like because me and my boyfriend we've had this conversation I was like, listen, if you decide that you want to deal with this, me, for some crazy reason, you have decided that you want to, yes, you have wanted, you want to spend the rest of your life with my crazy self. Bless his heart. Please do. uh, All right, Roger. (laughs) Please do. (laughs) Do not come at me. Anyway, do not propose to me during the holidays. It's cheesy. 
I will mentally punch you in the face before I can get through the fact that you're asking me. Mm-hmm. So, but do not do it during so, the holidays. So like, so, like, would you? Would you for say say if 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 yes was on your mind? Mm-hmm. How much of a percentage of your brain wants to say no just because of the time of the year? Forty percent. Okay, my nigga, that's what I'm talking about. Like, okay, cool. I just yep. felt like it, it was. It's just a little cheesy and cliche that everybody proposes around the holidays. That's all. Um, that sometimes it works for people, but for me, I don't need all that cheesy shit. Right, and <laughs> and I get it. Some people like have have a uh, have a hard time during the holiday. So um, true, true. Maybe like you might have a death in the family, or like a cer- certain person died during the holidays, and now you don't see that person anymore. And like you need something to like replace that that moment with something even better. Like you replace that moment of death with new life uh, within love and everything. So, you know, Oh, that that. is possibly the cheesiest thing I've ever heard you say. (laughs) But but it works. But it works. Does it not? It does. All right. What have you been doing in your life? Have you become softer? What's happening? Oh, absolutely not. I don't condone that soft (laughs) shit. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely just did. Only, only, when when in love will I be accepting of that? And that shit is gone right now. So cool. Whatever. Um <laughs> So gosh. yeah, that's 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 my that on that. I just wanted to be like, yo, stop proposing during the holidays. Or can we just at least like bring the number down? It's like COVID. Can we just bring the number down some? Can can we flatten the curve a little bit? Because the curve skyrockets in November. And like let's let's, you know, change that trend, I guess. Whatever. Y'all not mm-hmm. listening to me anyway. There's like, oh, Roger, <laughs> you're just single and bitter. And what? And what of it? Bah humbug, goddammit. <laughs> It'll. I. I have faith in you, and I have faith in the future for you. It will happen. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Um. So moving on, you know, with all the bah humbug, uh, how was your Christmas in a panhandle, friend? Ah, <sighs> in this particular uh, panhandle, in this particular Christmas holiday season, if you have it, um, it's. It, it was okay. It just was really hard to be very cheery about it. It was still just so much shit going on with the world, with, you know, you can't really see family like that unless, you know, you're trying to just, I mean, yeah. Like, so for instance, me and my friends, we met up for a little thingy, um, but we all got tested before and after uh, that event. Um, so things like that, when you're doing, when you're trying to meet up with friends and family, that's really what makes the holidays. So when you can't, it makes it a little bit more difficult. So, you know, there's a little one running around, so it was a little bit cheery. But other than that, uh, it was just meh for me. I understand. I don't know. How was? What about you? How was your? Christmas in a panhandle. Um, so Christmas was cool. I really I really enjoyed myself actually for um it actually allowed me to like just take notice of 
the little shit that I had because like I had everybody in my immediate family like they all made it through COVID like nobody got sick or anything everybody's good because everybody in the house good. is over 50 uh, aside from my brother so like mm. I'm glad everybody was healthy and everything um, and it was it was really nice just to like be around my brother and my sister one uncle my grandmother and my and my mom and my nephew and basically we all gathered around the tree like we each gave uh gave each other like a few gifts or whatever um but we really just focused on like just showering my my two-year-old nephew with like a bunch of uh car related things because he loves the movie cars he loves just trucks and all that stuff so oh wow yeah we bought we bought my niece um uh, well, my sister did, but my niece, a um, little child's remote control G wagon. Okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> y'all were here balling and shit with the G wagon. All right. I see what y'all doing. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, he, he played around with like just two toys. I'm pretty sure he'll get around to the others because I was the same way when I was younger. It was, it was like you, you get all these toys, but it's like I can only play with one. So right. I'm going to go to like the one that I, that I like the most for today. And then I'll get to, I'll get to the rest of them. And that's basically what he did. Um, but I did, I did miss uh, the usual gathering at my aunt's house where like I see aunts and uncles and cousins or friends of the family, like fake cousins, fake aunts and uncles you know, cause we're black and that's what we do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, I didn't get to see any of them this year. Like I missed, I missed, mm-hmm. you know, going to see them hugging everybody. Um, uh, just going back and forth, talking shit with my cousins and my uncles and, you know, eating my, my great aunt's food and everything like that. Cause you know, she, she, she's the, uh, the reason why I want to like host stuff at my place. Cause I want to do that shit like her. Like she had the whole, the whole room, well lit lights everywhere. Food is damn near all, all cooked and now all ready to go by the time anybody gets there. Um, <laughs> e- even though niggas still show up on CP time. Um, Oh, always. <laughs> all the time. And, and she had was has never been lacking in the sound department. Like this woman used to work in radio, and when I tell you, she always has some type of sound system that's clear and crisp. Nice. Like she always mm. had. She always has all the Christmas music going. Like she she had a playlist before playlists were playlists. Like she had. She had the six disc CD changer that had all the best Christmas hit albums or collections. Um, and of course, like Mariah Carey is played at least like four or five times within the night. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was it was a uh, something that I missed that I didn't get to have in 2020. But um, here's hoping that 2021, you know, gives us a little bit of an edge so we can at least see our our folks without you know, the fear of uh, inadvertently killing them uh, because because of this fucking panoramic. Uh, So yeah, Christmas was, Christmas was actually cool because literally we just chilled together. We watched, we watched soul, which we'll get into later on. Um, 
And we just ate good food and just chilled out. We just watched different random movies. We watched Home Alone 2. Yeah. We watched Home Alone 2. Um, I think that's the best one, honestly. Honest, yes. I'm glad that to me are it on is. the same page. Even though, <laughs> even though we have uh, that horrible, horrible person as a cameo in that movie. Um, <sighs> yeah. Uh, but outside of that, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really it's really a fucking masterpiece. So yeah. Um, so I guess we. Can what did you on. do? What did I do? What with? did you? What did you do for New Year's? New Year's Eve? Did okay. you do anything? So moving on to New Year's, um, not much. I worked. I worked until about like eight. Like I, I got off super early. I went in super late. Like I went. I went in at like five o'clock and like clocked out at like eight eight thirty. Oh, little quick something. Yeah, a little quick something. Cause like, excuse me. You know, during during that time, uh, as far as like um, the people with my company, most of the shit that uh, most of our accounts that we work with, they're closed or they close early. Mm-hmm. Right. So me as the guy that comes in in the in the PM, almost everything's done. There's like, OK, well, we got a few uh, places that we need you to work with and you can go. I was like, all right, cool. So I did my little shift, went home. Uh, cleaned around the house a little bit and then uh-huh. I had a uh, pizza ordered a couple friends came over smoked they drank I don't drink anymore um and we just really just uh, just chilled and vibed out watched different music videos on YouTube like when I tell you like it was like super chill like you wouldn't thought it was like New Year's Eve you thought it was just like a random Saturday or Friday where like niggas just wanted to come through and just kick it and that's basically what we did. Um and then we watched uh we watched the uh the digital ball drop um in New York and that was pretty much it. Yeah, same. No, I think I did legit the same thing. Um I had one of my friends come over and we kinda just sat, watched the watched the ball drop, had a lot of champagne and tequila and then called it a day. I mean it felt like Again, just a regular day. I didn't work the whole whole day. I think I worked from like eight to twelve, um, and that was from home. So it really just felt like a regular day. And then I think the best part of it was not having to go in New Year's Day because I was off. So that was the exact best part. Um, I think at midnight it was kind of like, oh yes, we can leave this shitty year behind us. And little did I know, like, what, five, seven days later, it's just shittier. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it was kind of just a chill day. um, And I'm glad I had the day off the next day. So that's pretty much all we did. Pretty much the same. Cool, cool. Well, all right, then. Um, I guess we can move on. We didn't really get to do much because we're actually being safe out here in the middle of the panhandle for the holidays. Uh so let's go ahead yes. and re- just let's reflect one more time and then we'll never speak of it again the year <laughs> the shit show we won't even call it a year the shit show that is known as 2020 uh, <sighs> so do you want to start as far as like your personal year 
Um, yeah, sure. I'll start. Um, the year started off pretty, pretty good. And then it gradually went down the toilet. You don't say. But I will. No, I, you know, I guess it was maybe happy for, you know, some other people. Um, for me, it was, I already have a very hard time mentally because I have severe anxiety. So this kind of multiplied at times, well, a billion. Um, but it helped that I had, you know, I'm at home with my family um, and my boyfriend's around every day. So I think having that support system around me constantly is what kept me going um, and reflecting on myself a lot. Um, so I won't say that it was a complete shit year, just maybe 99.9% shitty. And there you have it. Cool. Um, same here for me. Uh, it was cool, you know, doing the same old, same old till about, you know, late February, early March. I lose two jobs like overnight. And I believe, I was, and I believe I was off too. So I'm just, I'm no better than Craig. I got fired on my day off. Um, so shitty. So shitty. And so I was still only working part time at the the job that I had left that was deemed essential, thank God. Um, and I just did that. I I took serious my OnlyFans account and started, you know, really pushing that, trying to, uh, you know, make sure the lights don't get turned off or the phone doesn't turn off or whatever. Um, yeah. And then really a lot of a lot of 2020 was growth with my mental health like 2020 really had had me uh like for for weeks at a time just contemplating when where and how will I kill myself and like how to go about it how to tell um my friends and loved ones um you know, my, how to tell them like my final goodbyes and everything. Like I had, I had planned out so much just because I was just sick of life at one point. And I've, I've uh, realized through some of my growth that, okay, being more self-aware that, okay, even when I take a small sip of alcohol, like the last time I really had a bad bout with my depression, it was like for like three days straight. And I was like, yo, what the uh -huh. fuck is going on? And I forgot that I had, I had some cheap ass mimosas like on Sunday, on Sunday for brunch, like went to the store. I got orange juice. A friend brought up, brought the champagne or sparkling wine. I don't remember what it was, but I knocked back two of those while while watching movies with her and the next three days shitty um so wow I, that's when i realized i was like okay yeah it really is alcohol like i cannot touch this stuff at all so i feel it i feel it so that's uh that's where i've made my conclusion that i just can't have alcohol and i haven't had a bad day with my mental health since so that's um, good yeah it's, it's that's been pretty really good. really good and um yeah that's about it and then i I was a, a, actually um blessed enough to get an opportunity to like get away from it all as mm -hmm. far as like the beginning of the new year um 
because on January 1st, like after the ball drop and everything, went to sleep and then uh, your boy got flew out to California. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? I, I, got, I got flew out to Cali. You got flewed out? I got flewed out. <laughs> and um, I kicked it uh, with, with somebody out there and I just... I never realized how much like a different environment and just like true utter relaxation, like not worried about shit, not worried mm-hmm. about like, oh, can I afford this? Can I afford this or whatever? Just really living like a carefree two or three days and and like just relaxing. And, and for me, smoking helps um, the amount of the uh, the amount of smoke that I inhaled really helped me kind of center myself and, and actually embrace some gratitude about being alive and, and mm. wanting to continue on and doing better in this life. Whereas uh, before, before the, uh, before 2021 started, it was all right. I'm just waiting on my exit out as soon as I get an opportunity. Um, right. And now I'm just like, okay, well now I actually feel like a a bit of motivation to like actually want to keep going on and living. So good. Yeah. Good. Um, I'm really glad. Yeah. So um, I'm in a better place, and yeah, that's that's basically been my 2020. Um. Well, I'm so. glad you got to have that experience and kind of tap back into yourself a little bit. I'm really glad you got to have that. So I Me hope too. it continues. Um, Please. I'm very grateful for it. Um, so moving on to uh, the year in review, let's talk about the best TV shows or you know, Ooh, streaming yeah. shows. You said what? I said, Ooh, yeah, I'm ready. All right. Cool. 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 So first things first, because it's only it's only you and me so we can we can go back and forth on this a bit but okay. as far as like best show of all of 2020 oof i'm going to put know. all my cards on the table and say big mouth season 4 uh you know it's it's up there i don't know if it's like that top top one i don't even know if i could pick a top top one but that one is up there it that was such a good season and it just came at the right time for me. So, I mean, I don't know. It was a lot going on. So I don't even know how to, like, summarize it. But that was the best season. It's, it's incredible. Um, between between the legend of Bob Reedy, mm. um, Missy coming into her own blackness and, and self-discovery. That um, was my favorite. <laughs> the uh the the budding relationship between Lola and Jay which that was just mm-hmm. that was chaotic um, yes. <laughs> um the intro <laughs> the introduction of uh, a new villain um Tino mm-hmm. the anxiety mosquito that, oh, that, man. that really that really hit all I feel like that specific villain was geared a lot towards um millennials and just uh-huh. old, older people that are between like 25 and 45 and not to say yep. that people younger or older than that 
demographic won't learn anything or or catch anything from it but i feel like that was was a little geared toward us in a it sense. was um so i thank them for that that was dope uh yeah the joke the jokes were good the the timing of you know their subtle ways that they teach us or may, might not even may not even teach us but you know there's always a message behind almost every episode and like the messages weren't too overhanded or heavy-handed uh-uh. um and there's a there's a lot to discover from that if you rewatch it again and again and i just thought it was just re- really really dope because there's there's other shows that try to do what big mouth does not not as far as like with sex education or or the uh the self-discovery aspect but uh-huh. just as far as a, a television show trying to have subtlety and and have messaging behind each episode um big mouth is is probably one of one of the ones that's doing the best especially because like it, uh the juxtaposition between very crude humor and all <laughs> I'm also going to teach you some shit is is dope as fuck to me. I think it is. I think uh, there's still like a lot of people who are just so against the show but I it's just they can't, not they can't something past, I would show they can't get past the I fact that it's, uh, show- it's children involved well, or animated yeah. children involved. So There's animated children involved, but these, you know, these voices are adults. You mm-hmm. can, mm-hmm. these are not kid, kid, you know, voices. And I get it. Like it's a cartoon, but adults watch cartoons too. So like, shut the fuck up and let us have big mouth and go watch. What do they watch now? Go watch the Coco Melon videos with your baby. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Go, go give watch, us Big Mouth. Go watch Bluey or something. Like, what like, the fuck is Bluey? <laughs> Bluey, Bluey is some shit that I just got uh, hip to because my my nephew watches it. He watches Bluey. Oh. It's about this blue dog, and I'm like, nigga, Blue's Clues, and it's like, no, not really, but nah. it is a blue dog. <laughs> No, my niece is into Elmo, so that it's pretty much Elmo, everything in Sesame Street in this house. Oh, definitely, so. uh, it's definitely um, a lot of Elmo and Sesame Street played in in my my mom's house, and mm-hmm. it's just other random stuff that will pop up on my Hulu because somebody forgot to sign out of mine and go to you know the guest profile. That's why it's there. <laughs> I put it there so I don't have to see y'all watching Real Housewives or Sesame Street on my shit and now i'm over here losing uh positions in my queue of shows <laughs> that i started watching so oh well, you know and yeah. not me because i got my own hulu now so yeah. um i share mine but, with a few people including my family and my family is the one that's really like disrespecting my own personal space with it like i have well, i have a profile for y'all <laughs> use it um yeah but i mean like you know leave you know have the kids in the other room watch Sesame Street while the adults watch Big Mouth. How right, about that? Right, right. Two different platforms also, but yes, I get you. Um, yeah. So yeah, Big Mouth is is going to be my contender for number one. Um, argue with your grandmother. Uh, <laughs> as far as the other shows that I want to give you know, some respect to, I'm going to give it to Insecure season four. 
Like yes. it was it was it was a lot of ups and downs. It was a lot of screaming in my house because uh, even though there was a pandemic, there were at least like two or three other friends were coming through. And when I tell you every time something happened between Issa or Lawrence and everything, screaming, screaming in the house. Yeah. There wasn't too much screaming in this household. It was more so social media screaming. Oh. Um, the, the it, Twitter, Twitter fingers was going crazy, wasn't it? The craziest Twitter fingers. I mean, what I really liked about this season was it it really talked about, I mean, of course, that relationship with, you know, Issa and Lawrence, but friendship, man, the relation, your friendship relationship, mm-hmm. it just cuts so much deeper than a relation, at least for me, than an actual relationship with somebody. Like a friendship ending, that hurts. It really really hurts but at the same time there are people in your life who are temporary or there are people in your life where you're you're gonna bump heads and if your friendship is stronger is strong enough and you both want to keep it then it will work out but if it's not there it's not there and sometimes you gotta just release that person but it's hard because especially when you've been friends with somebody so long as you know with Issa and Molly you just really don't know. So when something big happens, it's like a break. You're going through a breakup. You're having a hard time. It hurts worse, in my opinion. Absolutely. I agree with you. I don't have anything to add to that. That's exactly um, how I feel about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like you, and it's, it's really confusing when you reach to a difficult point in your relationship with, uh, with a friend and you don't know whether or not that you two are either growing apart or y'all just going through a difficult space. Yep. And so you don't know if this is part of the journey or or this is the end of the journey. End of the journey. Ooh, Roger, put that on a t-shirt. Put it on a t-shirt, <laughs> a coffee mug, something. <laughs> what, end of the journey? <laughs> yes. Is okay. this the beginning of the journey or... I don't know what the fuck you just said, but it sounded good. <laughs> okay, I'll figure out something. It'll be like like uh end of the journey or the journey of the end, something like that. Yeah. Um, good so, stuff. Good stuff. You know, shout out to Issa, you doing your fucking thing. Um continuously. I have to I have to show some show some love to to my anime rock watchers because you know, this is Afroclectic. We like to make sure that we are all encompassing of different uh, medias that we like to engage in and uh, I, re- I really love um, this short anime series called Erased uh, I don't know how to uh, how to describe it it's it's just a great tale of of a guy who randomly has the power to like go back in time but only like uh-huh. by like a couple minutes and then, and then um, he ends up flinging himself back into like his uh 10 or 12 year old body and yeah. has to basically uh prevent three murders as a 12 year old in order to to change the outcome of not only these other people's lives but his adult life as well so, wow 
yeah, I I, I highly recommend it. It's definitely huh. something that I feel like the general audience can can uh can watch. Like if if you've never watched anime before, or you're one of those people that's just like mm, anime's not for me. Uh, Erased is is one that I would I would recommend to somebody to watch. Um, I'll watch that. Yeah. Where what is it on? It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. It's, um, it's only like I want to say like 12, 15 episodes. It's 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 a real short series. Okay. Like, yeah. Like I through it real quick. I've been trying to get. Um, well, not trying to get, but me and my friends have been talking about anime recently, um, and we're trying to figure out what are some good ones to watch. Because you know, I'm not really into it like that until. You got me watching Death Note, right? See, so, that's, that's my other one. That's my other go-to. Yeah, so that was, I mean, that was my first kind of, you know, I've watched other ones, but that was my first kind of dive into it. So I got my friends here to watch it. They literally binged it like I did. They were like, why the, damn it. I'll why the fuck would you? <laughs> why the fuck would you do that? But now they're like hooked on it, and they're trying to find other stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, tell them to watch Erased. They'll like Erased. I, I got Yeah, I I'm gonna like watch that if tonight. You, if you can, uh, my my personal um, way of like trying to figure out what will work for people who don't generally watch anime like that mm-hmm. is just to find something that isn't necessarily action based. Like, okay. Like you get something that's like a crime thriller, like Death Note is, you know, people, it was amazing. People will eat it up. And, yeah. and I get, I get so upset when I like, cause you know, I'm single and everything. I'm, I'm, I'm always talking to different women who sometimes they don't watch anime or they'll say, Oh, I watched the Death Note movie. And I'm like, girl, you are, Oh my you are God. disrespecting yourself right now. You really are, because I didn't understand it at first. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, it wasn't that bad. And then you were like, no. Watch the anime and then try to watch that shit. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. And it's really inaccurate. It's not how the characters are at all. The only Except one, maybe Ryuk. I was just about to say the only thing great about that movie is the casting for Ryuk. Nobody, yes. nobody w- was better uh suited for that role than um William Defoe. Will Willem Defoe. It's Willem Defoe. Willem Defoe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Willem Defoe. That man's scary ass voice with that scary ass character, yes, it fits. So yes. yes. Willem Defoe, um, that was the best thing about that movie. Anything else beside that, don't watch it. I hated it. Um no. so yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, but at the end of the day, the the moral of the story is go watch Erased, even though we just start talking about uh, Death Note for like five minutes. Um, because it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll watch Erased. I, I need some. I need another anime to watch, and I feel like the description is something I could really get into. So I'll check that out tonight. Well, I'm um, I'm just glad that I uh, that I was able to you know introduce you to some cool anime that. You know, people who don't uh, necessarily enjoy anime as much as others. Mm-hmm. So, um, appreciate it. Mine next up for best shows is The Undoing. I oh yes, love a fucking short ass miniseries that will make that will take me through a uh, emotional roller coaster full of tension and and betrayal, and then just end it. 
And the only thing I have against this movie is the ending. But the 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 ride to the end was fun. Oh man, I, it's at one point, and I I can't remember at what episode. You should have jumped. Where I was that's just all, like, that's all it's, I, I wanted. I wanted him to jump. I you know what? I didn't want him to. I wanted and let him me to tell jump. you why. <laughs> and let me tell you why, because first of all, the show takes you through. If you knowing what you know now which you pretty much figure out halfway through that it is, in fact, what it is. Mm -hmm. You look at his personality from start to finish, and then it's almost like a ticking, ticking, ticking bomb, but the blow-up is very... It's a soft blow, but it's deadly. Like, he's... He's a psychopath, but he's so... I don't know, eerie about it and so normal about it. And I think what really took me over the edge, really took me over the edge when it came up like, well, maybe the kid, Mm. you know, know, he is having a hard time. I, I did think that for like two seconds, but I didn't stay on it very long. I never, it just, never, never. Maybe the kid, you know, this. It was just like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. Like. But that's, I feel like that's, that's a, that's a credit to great writing where you have your audience constantly guessing where, mm-hmm. you, where you are over here, um, basically suspicious of everyone, including the, the children. I feel like that's dope. That is dope, yeah. Yeah, I guess we're, I guess we're. Okay, and we're back. We had a technical confruffle and uh we got that settled. Um so we'll uh just move on from The Undoing. It's a great show. Check it out. It's on yeah. HBO. Um only 6 episodes. So, I mean, if you like a, a nice good short binge, check it out. Uh then our well my final one would be bojack horseman season six the finale and when i tell you i have gone completely uh 180 on this show because when it first dropped season one was around and i was like "Mm, this is mildly entertaining but i don't get it and then like later on I let a couple seasons go by and somebody was like nah you really should uh should like go through it now and like binge watch and as you see like the growth and development of each of the certain characters and and certain things that they tackle as far as um accountability respectability politics um uh mental health issues, sexual orientation. One of the characters ends up finding out they're asexual. Um, like there's, there's a lot of things that the same things that I give uh big mouth credit for. I have to give the same respect to Bojack because they talk about a lot of shit that big mouth misses because they're, they're more so um, in the realm of, of puberty and so that that 
in cases just the things that come with puberty the mental health uh in that but also like the mental health things that you might not be able to address until you're a full-grown adult uh when you're in your career and you're having panic attacks when you're in your career and you're doing this that and the third and also having uh identity issues as as a as a 45 year old woman you know running shit and i i really enjoyed how each of these characters have grown some have grown apart some have uh matured in different ways and some have you know had some dope journeys in self-discovery so i will give bojack horseman season six like the highest praise ever for 2020 thank you actually that that also helped make 2020 less shitty for me because this was like the perfect show for me to watch personally so yeah i'll have to check it out again i have to give it its flowers i think i think you should try it. it now that it's complete okay i'll i'll give it another shot yeah i i did attempt to watch it and i just could not could not get into it but if you're saying it's worth revisiting i'll go ahead Absolutely and check it out again it. especially once you because like the first season is really just a bunch of exposition of developing the characters or like introducing the characters to them like okay now i have a sense of who this character is and then once uh-huh. you, once you get past the the some some would say off-putting way that you know we do have animals and uh well we have humans and um anthropomorphic animals living in the same world and you know congregating and living and marrying and having relationships and having children together and everything once you get past that like you just see people and it's like okay this character does this does this that and the third so i i would say try it try it one more time and especially if you get somewhere in the second season and you don't and you feel like it's just not worth it then let it go but I guarantee by the time somewhere in that second season, you're like, okay, I have to know what happens next. Especially, okay. especially if you have no interest in it after the season, uh, season two finale, I'll say, go ahead and let it go. But, okay. I'll, but I'll put 20, I'll put $20 on it that you will want to know what happens in season three. Okay. I got you. And, that, and that's on wax. So audience, um, if, if Bonnie don't like it, She'll come back and say, yo, where my $20? I'll cash up her right there on the spot. Okay. Bet. Hoes love money. Okay. <laughs> All well, right. I'm glad that you're acknowledging that your boyfriend has a hoe for a girlfriend. <laughs> Listen, I'm his hoe. Okay. That, and that's that, how it should be. That's how it should be. You should be each other's sluts and whores and whatnot. For and that's other. exactly what it is. <laughs> in, in filthy love. Um, so that's yep. that's it for my best shows. What do you have? <sighs> okay, well, um, we pretty much had uh, both The Undoing and Insecure on our list. So Damn, I no will get mouth? to... Well, you had already had Big Mouth. And... Oh, okay, well, yeah, that was a given. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to give you... Out of this list, what would be the top show for me for 2020? Are you ready? Let's go. Okay. The Umbrella Academy. Oh, my gosh. Like, so many 
things happened. I mean, I re- the way the last season ended, you really didn't know where it was going to go. So everybody's just antsy for this next season. And then it opens up and everybody's just... It's all over the place. I don't want to say anything for people who haven't seen it. It's something you need to experience because there's so much shit going on in this season. Um, I will say the the star of the season, the one who you didn't think would surprise you, ben. it's Ben. Ben, that's right. Ben, how did that out? How did I forget? Um, right, right. Ben, I'll, I'll let it out. Yeah. Ben is the superstar of this season. Yes, he is dead, but <laughs> there are some things that are going to happen with everyone, and it is a roller coaster of what the fucks. Even how it ends, it's an even bigger what the fuck, and you may need to take a little break, take a little smoke break, take a little drink break when you end that last episode of that season. Just absolutely mind-blowing and amazing that is all i have to say i agree i won't even throw anything else on there i agree you really can't because you can't say anything without yeah and i don't don't want to get into it because we we already talked too much about about things that that might or might not have happened in uh undoing so i'll leave it at that just yeah. Go, go see it if you if you if you like the first season or if you like good superhero like um darker superhero stories like uh what is that other show that was based on the movie that was based on the comic Watchmen. Yeah, if you if yeah. you like, if you mm-hmm. like shit like Watchmen and uh and the boys This is for then, you. Then go check that out. Please. So, that is my the top top of the list, the number 1. Um, moving on, I will say that the next one, it's a tie because I kind of ranked them. It is a tie between Ratchet with Sarah Paulson, who is a beast. Like, I gotta say she's one of my favorite actresses. Sarah Paulson, and then also the Queen's Gambit. I'm going to start with the Queen's Gambit. But they're both tied for kind of like that second spot. Um, so I I kept seeing this show like on the top 10 on Netflix. And I'm like, how is this still top 10? It looks boring. Like I really didn't even give it a shot. And then I was like, all right, let me just let me just check out this trailer. So even with the trailer, I was still like, all right, all this over chess? Really? Hmm. I don't know. But... It's near Thanksgiving. I'm tired of... I have a break from cooking. Let me just check out the first episode. So I'm watching it. It's just from... I would say the first 15 to 20 minutes, you're sucked completely in. Like, that's all you need. Right there. And you're going to keep watching it. Because within that time frame, it's so much shit that's happening. And one of the characters... um, She's not in every episode uh but there is a black woman and i gotta find her name but she is also um kind of helping this the redhead girl she's kind of helping her out 
um, through this orphanage that they're they're both in. And the struggle is basically them trying to get adopted, but they're coping with it as they're in there. Um, and it was just really good acting. It kind of made me want to play chess. I still don't know how. I'm trying to understand. I can't. It's really but, simple. I, I think I can help you if your boyfriend doesn't know how to play. Then he should tell you. But um, it's really simple doesn't. once you like once you figure out you know what pieces can do what. Then it's just a matter of all right. Now let me learn a strategy based upon what I am limited to do with each piece. Yeah. But I, but I get it because I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm not I'm not great at chess. I've 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 won a few against my grandfather, but not many. I, 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 when I say a few, I mean like one, mm-hmm. and that was just like that was probably by luck. Mm. So yeah, but it's it's a it's a um, it's a it's a mind stretching game. It makes you think, makes you strategize. Um, so yeah, I I've been wanting to check this out just because I do like chess. I don't like, I'm not like you know. Uh, a person who like really follows the chess players like any anybody outside of Bobby Fisher, then I I don't I don't know any other names as far as the grandmasters or whatever. Um, so yeah, yeah, but it's it really opens your eyes to you know not just chess but the whole show is kind of like a chess game in itself. And you really don't know what's going to happen. So um, the black actress I was talking about was, is her name is Moses Ingram. And I think she's relatively new, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And this is one of her major roles, um, actually. And she's just fucking fantastic in this show. She's in there briefly, not enough, I would say, but it just added like a little little spice onto the show so when you get a chance if you have not already please check out the queen's gambit it is worth it and there is a reason why it's still popping up on the top 10 still okay okay and and we are getting into ratchet Ratchet is a unlike unlike the Queen's Gambit, where I could kind of explain things without telling you. Just like the Umbrella Academy, Ratchet, I can't really get into without telling you what's going on. Um, but if you like Sarah Paulson, so Sarah Paulson was, um, if you like American Horror Story, she's all up in that every season. Like she's basically the star of it. Um, okay. Uh, Glass, briefly in Bird Box. I'm just naming a few. There's she's been in a lot more, but um, those what usually what people know her from at least now. And she's just a bomb ass actress. And this is a very intense thriller. It's not too much action. There is a lot of gore in this. So think of it as like a drama thriller gore tv show and it's set i want to say in the 1950s around that era there's murder there's mystery there's crazy people um overall 
it's you got to check it out. And there is again, I got to give my props to the black actresses that are making moves right now. And this woman's name. What is her name? Why do I not remember anybody's name today? Okay. My phone is loading. Ooh, Sophie Okanado. I hope I'm saying that right. Acted her absolute ass off. Acted her ass off. I, you gotta watch it. I can't say anything else. Just watch Ratchet. Just okay. watch it. If you like that thriller, gory stuff, please watch it. My goodness. Okay. Um, I'll, check, I'll check it out. Um, and then... Last but not least, sex education. So this show is kind of centered around, they are British teens. And it's exactly what the title is. They're, you know, you're going through puberty. um, You're talking about sex. You're trying to figure it out. And, you know, the main character, Otis, he, the first season, he starts out, his mom is a um, sex therapist. And... Kids at school are starting to, you know, get into sex a lot. Um, season two, there's an outbreak of chlamydia. It, it's just a lot going on. Um, so in season one, he's kind of giving everybody sex advice. Um, the thing is, though, he himself has not ever done it. And he's never masturbated. So at the end of season one, he finally gets to masturbate. This really sounds like British uh, Big Mouth. It basically is, but it's not meant to be like as funny. Like it's like a teen. I don't even know if you would call it a drama because some of it is funny, but I don't know. Um, so that was kind of like a little summary of season one. But now that he's masturbated and he's felt all these things, he cannot stop masturbating. Like it's bad. I mean, it's really bad. I mean, it, he's it, like attached it, to it. It can get it can get that way, you know, in the beginning stages. Absolutely. Yeah. So you know, season two kind of takes him through trying to figure out how to balance him not masturbating every five minutes, and you know, he's got a few love interests. Um, in season one, it was Maeve, uh, the kind of rock star girl, um, and then there's Ola. Um, who actually Ola's dad was dating Otis's mom. So it's definitely a really good season. If you have not checked it out, please check out season one and two. Season two was awesome, though. And that is all I have. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, so moving on from tv shows real quick since i don't have any other gamers on the line i'll just you know go through this real quick i mean i play the sims (laughs) there's something Uh, funny uh, about that but i'll tell you about it later after we after we're done recording um so uh as far as my top three games of 2020 that i was able to play because along with 2020 being shitty i only had enough money to get certain games and if i if i wasn't absolutely sure that this game was going to be fun as fuck i wasn't going to even chance it uh so 
Um, I'll go with Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, dope as fuck. I know a lot of people have issues with the the story being changed for the remake. Um, but I'm just here to figure out what's what's going on. Like I, I'm I'm open to you know a, a retelling of the same story because I mean that that also adds you know adds. Uh, you know, some element of surprise for the the long fans that have played the first one from like 97, 98 a billion times because that's been decades ago now. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I enjoy Doom Eternal because, you know, who doesn't like a good first person shooter like yourself? Uh, like like myself. I'm sorry. Like myself, <laughs> uh, you know, if, if I want to just if I'm having a bad day and I just want to like shoot and and punch the shit out of demons and rip their heads off of their off of their bodies and throw it at another demon and kill those like it's just a bunch of gore fest and a bunch of glorified killing and i love it uh so i'll give that one and then uh to end things off they did amazing with this spider-man miles morales it's Oh, it's, it's just it's just damn near perfect. I don't I don't have anything. I was going to actually game. ask you about that. What, what, what would you I, like to know? Like, because obviously I want to play more things other than The Sims on my freaking Xbox. Well, um, Spider-Man might be a, 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 a little advanced just because it's just like it's a lot going on. But, OK, but they do have like a um a friendly neighborhood uh difficulty that you can change to to you okay. uh, so you can get you know more comfortable with playing the game at at the fast pace that it, it is going through um but i would say you would definitely enjoy the narrative behind it but for you to truly enjoy the entire story you have to play the first spider-man which you saw me play a long time ago back when we yeah. were roommates i played the fuck out of that game loved it and it's basically a lot of people uh give miles morales game a lot of flack because they basically did some uh they took like the world map and a lot of the first game and just put it in the second one and then you just play as miles but they've added so much more it's just like okay now i see why professor's like eh, i don't know if i want to go back but i i will personally go back especially just for the the narrative the missions just the the journey itself um i would say pick up the first spider-man and then once you get you know acclimated to that then pick up miles morales so that way one you understand what's going on in the grand scheme of things even though you could you could pick up and play miles morales but then you'll have you'll have some questions like okay so why is that that mm, okay but i definitely want to check it out though so it's it's fun um you have to get a playstation though i know you're an xbox woman but i am but my a, boyfriend has a playstation all right see i know you know how to pick them right oh i yes yes i do so sometimes well now i do yeah, so I would I would suggest you uh go ahead and um pick up both games really. I'm pretty sure like the first Spider Man is like twenty dollars or twenty five dollars now at this point. Okay. That came out in what, twenty eighteen, I wanna say. So yeah. It should it should be at least a little bit less than what it was. Um so yeah, I would say check out both 
Spider-Man and Miles Morales. Very good games. And a honorable mention to Resident Evil 3 Remake. I love a good horror game. I uh, had many, many a scare as a as a young preteen. Yeah, I was a preteen when the original RE three came out because it was I think it came out in like ninety nine. So yeah, but it's a very very fun game. I know some people are a little bit also irritated by the the retelling of the story because it doesn't really match um, side to side with the original game. But I mean, I still mm-hmm. enjoyed the journey. So yeah. Um, and now we can oh, cool. move on to albums. Albums, at- yes. All right, let's go to albums. You want to take it, or should I go? I'll go first since let's, you went first last time. Let's go. All right. So my top three albums of Twenty Twenty. Don't forget, were. we gotta uh, we gotta go get through a whole bunch of other stuff so i know we we did a lot of detailing each of the things but we really had to burn through some of this with a little gotcha. bit of a quickness i gotcha so 2020 albums uh ariana grande positions uh it was just a bomb i mean and if you look at the features, um, you got The weekend on there. I think you have Victoria Monet on there. You have hey. Doja Cat, I Could Care Less, um, on there. Um, yeah, it was. I think this is one of her best albums. And what I will say, my favorite song off that album is actually Off the Table featuring The Weeknd. Um, so check that out. It is just a bomb. Um, and bringing up Victoria uh, Monet, my second album of the year is jaguar victoria monet just gives you a groove it gives you everything and that's what this album is like black. come on ah man uh favorite song off of that one is actually dive um okay okay i, I see you you want, yes you want to hear about about songs about eating vagina. i want to see what your head game like do you know what you're doing that's it's just a jam. It's a jam. It's I, everything. I, I think it's a cheat code behind uh, a creative songstress like Victoria, and she can sing well. But you are, once you once you combine all of that with the squeaks from some cut, I feel like mm. like it, it's, it's automatic like a game winner. Like you start putting right. the the chair squeaks or the bed squeaks from that, which. Um, I don't know if you if you've heard the true story behind that, but it was actually like uh, Lil John or or one of his people. They was just like rocking back and forth, and in the chair was like, "Yo, record that <laughs> shit right now." <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking genius, is what that was. Um, but it was the bed squeaks for me that really sucked me into it. But dive is dive is the jump. Mm. That that is my jam. Um, and then my last one is actually the Labyrinth Euphoria soundtrack. Um, so it's all stuff that it's it's mostly just him singing. And then he has that song with Zendaya. Um, all for us. I, I think I play that every day. Um, still don't know my name. It's something about that music, that beat, that whole the the production of that song just it it's food to my soul 
I will say. Um, I already love Euphoria, and I, as I'm watching it, I'm thinking like, man, put this shit on an album. I'd listen to this shit daily. Just put it on an album. And that is what Labyrinth did, and it was bomb as fuck. He's a fucking genius. So, so quick question. Is, did you watch the yes. uh, you watched the special, right? I did. Okay, okay. We talked about the special. That's right, that's right. Never mind, never mind. Stupid question. <laughs> yes. That that episode is amazing though. Um Yes. So okay, cool, 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 cool. Yep, that's my top three. All right. So it was hard for me to have top three, so I just have I have I have a top three of and the, this does not include like uh exclusively song uh songs or albums that released in 2020 because i already know one of these came in late 2019 so i'm including that as well um Mm -hmm. so first uh first things first it is what it is by thundercat and and i was not ready to love this album the way i love this album because i I love thundercat i was put on the thundercat when drunk came out Mm, mm, yeah and drunk is an amazing album and then uh it is what it is came out and somebody was like it's the it's the best thing he's ever done i was like yo hold on wait a minute already so i checked it out amazing album from top to bottom love it love the features you you got um little b out of nowhere ty dollar um just just all a bunch of just random names like zach fox is on it for some reason uh and yeah like thundercat he did what he had to do on this album and i want to say if not all of his all of the album i know at least seven to ten tracks are in like my spotify top 2020 songs like Uh half of that album is is all over that list um okay so moving on to another great artist who whose uh songs are all over that top list is 31520 by childish gambino hey even even though i'm still pissed about human sacrifice still not having a an official release but whatever um (laughs) just overall dope album and if you don't if you don't like gambino you're not gonna like it so if you like gambino you'll love it it's it's that's it's that's just what it is um and so this one came from 2019 but it came out in december 2019 so i didn't really get get the chance to like really enjoy it but bubba by k Trinata is amazing that's how i found out about the amazing duran banar um through that album so yeah he's hilarious by the way yeah, he's he's <laughs> very funny I, I like him i like him a lot he's so funny um uh honorable mention to an ep um chica's industry games ep is dope as shit uh i'm still upset that she's still like not getting respect or mentions by a bunch of artists or podcasts that you know review the year and like no mention of her or mention of her when she was on the uh the double xl cypher like y'all need to stop sleeping on chica chica got it she got the juice she got the yes. glow. It's it's mm-hmm. it's there. Just listen to it. Um and then my final one. Oh no. Uh my other my other uh honorable mentions are featuring Ty Dollar Sign 
album. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Uh, Insecure soundtrack. Everybody on there. You know, it's Insecure soundtrack. Like Issa knows how to pull these these unknown names or these under the radar names, and then presents us something dope. Or they bring the big names and give us something dope. Uh, right. Oh, and also the Free Nationals album, because I know Professor was going to talk about that. And oh, okay. I love that album as well. And it came out in December 2019. Um, so I had to throw that in there. Um, and we can move on to features. Yes, favorite features. Let's do that. You go ahead. All right. First one I'm going to say is uh, No One Noah on uh, White Tees by Summer Walker. I just really, okay. I really like that song. I really like his verses. I like the fact that he's, he's running the hook on that because usually Summer is the only one that's doing her own hooks or choruses. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so shout out to No One Noah because I didn't even know who the fuck he was until that song came on. Uh, next is one of the obvious ones Meg- Megan on WAP. Like, yes, come on. <laughs> like, like, Megan got e- everybody tweeting like at least two times a day for like three months. Yana, I'm a freak bitch, and I'm just like. Wow, really? Just everybody is going to just okay. That's just that's uh, I guess people heard that and really identify with you know pleading to a, a judge like Your Honor, I'm a freak bitch, and I'm like okay, well you know if you if you felt that, that's what you felt. Uh, and she said what she said. She said what she said. <laughs> she she did what she had to do on on that song. Um, and finally, uh, Eminem on the Friday Night Cipher on uh Big Sean's Detroit 2 album. I mean, it's Eminem. Okay. You had to represent for Detroit. They put him on they put his verse last on the cipher for obvious reasons. Um although shout out to Cash Dog because I was not ready for her to like go in the way she went on because she was first up and she did not disappoint. So also shout out to Cash Doll for her verse on Friday Night Cypher as well. And then an honorable yeah. mention to uh, Lil Durk and his verse on Ty Dolla's uh, Double R song. Um, and that is it for my features. Okay. All right. So for my features, we're going to start with, and I did rank this um the first one is hit different SZA Ty Dolla Sign produced by the Neptunes I mean that's all I'm gonna say that's all it needs it's all it's all featuring Ty Dolla Sign of course because Ty Dolla Sign kills a feature he kills a feature he really does every time I've never heard a bad Ty Dolla Sign feature so and then so random random thought because I just I just witnessed this this video like three times within like the last couple weeks because i've never seen uh-huh. it but this video is not it have you ever seen the hit different video yes uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of it why it's, i don't Please know tell me why i don't know it's something weird about it something just like What's some, weird about it? something's disconnecting about it not to say that it's horrible it's just like mm, i don't i i, I don't understand 
And usually I, I, I understand like, you know, music videos or, you know, an artistic take on different music videos, but not that one. I'm just like, mm, I don't know something, something about it. Just, it's not clicking with me, but whatever. Moving on. Oh, you're making my vagina itch. Just <laughs> so you know, like it's really itchy. It may even burn. I don't even understand. What 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 about it? I, I mean, you got you got the choreography by Miss Paris Goble, the be- one of the best choreographers ever to hit this planet. Choreograph and I, these I, moves. I do, I do enjoy watching her dance and moves. That's 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 not an issue, not at all. You I, got I, I very SZA. Much, I very much love SZA fine ass. Mm. You got SZA giving you a vibe. I don't I don't get it. But I respect your opinion. But, like, don't irritate my vagina. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Moving on to my next feature. Um, coming up at number two. Gotta get into my pop side. You know, I'm a big Ariana fan. But first and foremost, with pop, I am a Lady Gaga fan. Okay? So, before, and you, then, before you move on, I need you to say what you said about yourself off mic. Okay. Anyway. Admit it. So Admit anyway. It. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm a basic bitch. I don't care. I don't care. I'm basic. I don't care. I don't care. I like all of the basic girls. So that makes me a basic bitch. Leave me alone. Leave me to my basic self. <laughs> anyway. So you take Ariana and Lady Gaga and you put them together. You get rain on me. What? It's just such a feel-good song, but, like, Gaga, you put Ariana on the track with you? That was genius, and it's such a good song. I feel good about myself while listening to it. Everybody else should listen to it, and then they would be happy. Okay. Is there a, is there a ponytail hive? I don't know, I feel like- but if there were... I'm I'm pretty sure you'd be (laughs) part of the ponytails. Basically. Basically. So, moving on to number three. This is the last one. This is Meg Thee Stallion featuring Young Thug and Don't Stop. Pop that kit. Just like that. First of all, if you've never seen the video and you like, you know, Alice in Wonderland and all this craziness, the video is bomb as fuck. Best video I've seen. From Meg, I could be reaching, but it's it's kind of lit. It's a great it's a great video. I'm not gonna argue. Um, because WAP is a Cardi song, I won't I won't include WAP because that would be a strong contender. Okay. But because WAP is a Cardi song, I'm not gonna include that one. So yeah, I can see why you would say "Don't Stop" is probably one of her best videos ever. I get. Yeah it it, it was very well done. All of the colors, the fashion, the the song itself just makes me want to pop this puss every day. But me and Susan have to calm down. We can't do that. So yeah. that is Susan's my top going three through features. Her revolt time right now. <laughs> I don't know what we don't know what's going on with Susan. She's she's having a hard time, but we'll be better next week. Going through <laughs> it. All right. Um, yeah, that wraps up my three features um there was something i wanted to mention that i forgot oh kind of rewinding back 
to the TV shows, there is one that I did forget that I want to mention. Um, it's I May Destroy You. That was oh, on HBO. I just, I just finished it because I started watching it with somebody, but it was too triggering for them. And then we never went back to it. And then I just recently remember, yo, I never finished that. And so I finished it. Amazing. I'm glad you said that, um, that it was triggering because it was actually, I had to stop. Oh, um, yeah. I'm, I'm watching it. Yeah, it's, and it's then catch definitely up. not something I would binge. Even, even like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if you have like the strongest constitutions, I feel like that's just something that shouldn't be binged. Like, it's too much uh, abrasive content to just binge it watch. It is. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you got to give yourself a breather between at least two episodes if you're going to try to binge it. Yeah, definitely um, watch the show, but this is a warning, a caution. It is very triggering. I had to take a break for, I think I watched the first two or three, and then I had to just take a break the next two episodes because it, I think, I, I bawled my eyes out. It just, it was like a snap of the fingers and just bawling. So uh, just be careful with that. But Michaela Cole, just, Wow amazing show um she's the the creator and the writer for that show um just amazing job when you get a chance check it out it is on hbo hbo max whatever you got check out i may destroy you cool cool all right i think uh we've done enough um talking about 2020 we can uh-huh. wrap things up with a soul review and then we can go on to the taste. So let's get it. Soul. Okay. Amazing movie that even that just proved to us that even Disney can't let go of killing a black person within the first five minutes of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 I, I I wasn't upset about it. I just love the jokes, but I'm not upset about it because the premise is a person's soul in them navigating the afterlife or or in between um living and the great beyond. So yeah. like I can't be upset that you killed the black main character soon in the movie because that's just part of it that's like yeah. that's like that's like be, that's like being upset that a fish got lost in the beginning of finding nemo like that's yeah the, that's the premise <laughs> yeah that's what that's kind of along the lines what i was gonna say or or, um, or a matter of fact it's it's like it's like being upset about uh about um animal abuse and do- all dogs go to heaven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. That example. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I get it. it I get it. Um, it's actually quite a few people, at least on my social media, that are angry with that movie. Uh, and that is one of those reasons. Um, yeah. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like there was more so a point of if this had been somebody white, like, would it have 
would you have felt the same how you felt at the end of the movie if this had been a white person? See, um, I forgot what it was. One of these podcasts I was to that 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 they only do like movie reviews and such like that. And I uh-huh. I love the fact that when they talked about Soul, they said that the main character didn't have to be black but they chose him for the, be, to be black because we've seen we just we just saw like a, uh just like a couple years ago about a movie about a white musician struggling and da, da 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 like it didn't have to be a black person but they made it a black person and they didn't like center it around him being black no and that's so that's kind of my point. So the reason why I asked that question was because I don't think I would have liked it or enjoyed it as much had it been a white character. Mm, yeah, I can I can see that. I can see that a lot. I I, um, I do feel like there is a, a bit of, um, we do see it in a bit of uh, road colored glasses, rose colored glasses. I don't know what the fuck I was just saying. Um, <laughs> in the sense that you know we we get that we get that barbershop scene and like we we actually have mm-hmm. have Pixar animating real texturized hair yes on, on, on the negro head and like yes they actually paid attention and did it well they gave this man a lineup yes he had a real <laughs> fresh cut lineup as if he sat Clean. at your local barbershop to this day and got a yeah. real lineup and that's big in animation it is and that's what i mean like because they, they their default it. is to make a, a black if if it's a black kid give him a fro we don't have to draw a hairline if it's a black man make him bald yep Check out your boy, <laughs> check out your boy Frozone. That nigga bald as hell. It was like, oh, we can do a goatee. Let's do a goatee and make him bald. Let's just go Samuel L. Jackson with it because it's Samuel L. Jackson. But like that, <laughs> that that just feels like the default in a lot of animation, like Cyborg uh-huh. and all these other black superheroes and stuff, or just cartoons in general. You know, I don't really, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember. Uh, that movie, I mean, not that movie, but that uh, that Disney show, Filbur. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, he was bald. Like it was just like, mm. yep. Mm-hmm. But and then like you go to you go to like recess, and um, fuck, I can't remember his name right now. I know who you're talking about. He had like a, a high top face. Yeah, he had a high top, but hairline non-existent. Hairline, yeah, non-existent. So you know, shout out to y'all. You know, doing the minimal effort of making a hairline. Uh, yeah. But like mm-hmm. the overall movie, as far as like, you know, outside of, you know, the blackness of it all, mm-hmm. I felt like it was it was fun. It had a message like it, it, it wasn't as deep as Coco because Coco is probably no. is probably still the, the best movie to tackle like dealing with grief or or life and life after death and everything yeah Mm -hmm. coco still does that so you know yeah that was a little bit deeper than this yeah that Um, yeah that was that was a lot deeper this was more so like in in search of like identity purpose of living 
Yes. And and trying to like find your way in in life. Right. Um so but I I felt like it was it was still pretty good like regardless yeah. of of any minor complaints like that's just what they are they're minor complaints or you're nitpicking at that point yeah that's it, it kind of makes it's uh, it frustrates me because people were mad that um what is the 22 was it 22 yeah 22 that you know tina fey voices that soul and then they were like so they got this white woman's soul and this black man here's the thing if you clearly watch the film you will hear 22 saying i don't have to have this voice you get to choose your voice and i chose the it's most annoying one it's all he has and so i feel like there's a lot of you know people who either didn't watch it or they're so focused on white woman, black man, or black man dying, that they're completely letting the actual point of the movie go right over their head and Hell, allowing the actual, their The whole movie. <laughs> yeah. You you missed yeah. the entire movie. You're you're worried about uh, a a voice pa- placement. You're wor- you're upset about casting, not the movie itself. Yes. Like that's that's asinine to me like no, you, you it's frustrating. You can, you can you can move on. And whoever those people are on your timeline saying that stuff, I'm glad I haven't seen them because I'm pretty sure one of them is probably mutual friend because we have a bunch of mutuals probably. on Facebook, but I'm just Indeed. glad I don't I don't see that type of shit on my timeline cuz I would have had to block a nigga if you over here talking nonsense like that. It's 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 very very frustrating. Um, cause there's a time for it and this was not it. Like it wasn't it at all. And I really liked the fact that, you know, it talked about your purpose, you know, you living and, you know, actually living your life, not, you know, becoming just another piece in the world and just making it through until you die. You know, he dies in the beginning, but like, he literally panics because he was like, what? Like, I'm not done. I, I haven't done everything I needed to do. I need to go back. I need to do all these things. Um, but a lot. I feel like a lot of people, up when they're at that point of, I don't want to say dying because that sounds so bad, but when you're at a point where you're like, damn, I'm getting older, I, or you haven't been taking care of yourself, or you've been chained to a job that you hate, like me um and you're not really living your life and you only get you know the one where in this case he got a second chance to go back we don't get it so you got to get it right the first time mm-hmm. and i felt like i related to it more because i could see people of color i could not watch that and feel the same way i did with white people, I just it just wouldn't work. Right. It it yeah. It it works better with, you know, a person of color, specifically black, just because. Yes, the overall structure of the movie works fine without, um, the main character being black, 
but because it is it adds a little pizzazz to it you have you have yeah. the characters as far as the barbershop scene uh dealing with his mother trying to get his mother's approval or just like fighting against her uh his mother's like goals for him versus what he wants to do um also you know just a little random factoid out there his mom is played by felicia rashad you know everybody's mom at this point so everyone's mom (laughs) right so glad to see that she's uh you know still getting some coin out there especially that disney coin i know that's that's gonna go far not like she Uh isn't already filthy rich but you know go ahead queen do what you got to do um so yeah i would just at, at the end of the day i'm going to give this movie an a um because I don't really find, I don't really don't find anything wrong with it. There's, I don't either. The, I like, thought it was great. Like is is it uh up to Coco level? No, but Coco is like a a fucking diamond in the rough. Like that thing is if if we're giving Soul an A, we're I'm I'm giving I'm giving Coco like an S, an S plus. An S plus. Like, an S plus. Yeah, and, and not that oh, many, man. not that many movies can like get that. No, definitely an S plus. But Oof. at the end of the day, still, there's there's nothing really I can say bad about about Soul. Nope, because it was great. The message was great. I think I think like there are there things that there that could have been explored more. Absolutely. But, oh, of course. But that's what happens when you choose to deal with a movie about the afterlife or the in-between and limbo. Like, there's just so much things you can explore, especially when it comes to, like, Pixar and Disney. They're great at animating shit, so it looks cool. Yeah. So now you're just like, oh, now I want to see more about this world versus, you know, going back to Earth. You're like, at that point, uh, Disney probably bit themselves in the ass a little bit just because they made the afterlife or the in-between world look so dope that you want to see more of that and not of earth. At least that's, mm-hmm. that's how I felt. Like, I'm like, yo, I want to see what, what's, what's going on with the great before or that, uh, the place where the people who meditate go to the zone. Like, I want to see more of what happens in the zone. Yes. So, but yeah, that's, damn, that that's, animation was just a bomb. <laughs> it's amazing, right? Like, uh, I, yes. I, I can't really say much, much more about it. It's, it's like, no, yeah, like, you gotta watch if, it. If my only complaint is, is that you did something too well, you've made a great movie. Yep. <laughs> so, all right, we're on the same page. Go see Soul if you haven't. It's amazing. It's right there, sitting on Disney Plus. It's only like what seven eight bucks a month you can at least you know fork over eight bucks you're going if if it was going to release in theaters you're going to pay more than eight bucks so you can at least pay the eight bucks for a month of disney plus and watch the movie several times it's worth it and there's other good stuff on there you can watch for a month so so yeah um and this is the part where we go into the taste Just some real quick shit. Uh, the Coming to Amer- America trailer released a couple weeks ago. 
Yeah. I meant to talk about it before, but we just had so much to talk about before on the last episode. I was like, all right, we're going to just put this behind. Uh, so, yeah, everybody looks great. That's that's the first thing I want to say. They do. Everybody looks great. The fact that James Earl Jones still looks the way he looked in the, the first same. one that was <laughs> decades ago is astounding. Like, protect that man. Like, yes. I, I don't think we... Like, like, I'm knocking on wood, but I can't. I don't want to have to like deal with his passing in 2021. That that would fuck me up. Uh, so yeah, I'm actually looking forward to seeing this. Uh, I know we're all getting tired of the sequels and the remakes, especially the ones that come like 20, 30 years later. Like I get it, right. but if you do it well, this you, one. If you do it well, then you did it well. Then, then it's then it's fine. The unfortunate thing is that the trend and the pattern is that a lot of them aren't aren't good. But I have faith. I have faith in Eddie. I have faith in in um, Arsenio. I have faith in the way that they'll do this. I feel like it'll it'll at least meet the standard of the first one. Will it be better? That's not what I'm worried about. I want you to just still give me a fun, funny ass experience mm-hmm. uh, as the first one. Agreed. I'm very excited about it. I feel like if you gotta make a sequel, like all that other shit people have done, like it, it they shouldn't have been doing it. This one, I approve. I'm ready for it. I think. Again, you're not going to really know if it's going to be better than the first one. Not worried about that. I, everybody looks so good. The trailer just got me really, really excited. So I'm ready for it to drop so we can watch it. I'm ready for it. And just a little thing to throw in there um, as far as people who who, uh, talk about whether it be podcasters, TV hosts, or just people in general, like if somebody bring uh brings up, you know, a sequel or a remake, like shut the fuck up. You're not saying anything inter- uh, anything original, and now you're starting to sound like these remakes because you're just regurgitating the same thing. Oh, they didn't have to make this. Why are they making this? You know why? Capitalism <laughs> is why. So shut the fuck up and either go watch it or shut the fuck up. But I'm just tired of people's negative ass attitude. Like, oh my god, they keep remaking everything. Yes, and guess what? They were re- uh, like, I I know that we probably weren't old enough to remember, but there were plenty of remakes when we were growing up. Yep, there are a lot of remakes that we just didn't know were remakes. But it's like, this is all you knew. Like I agree, and it's funny that uh that even the the subtle difference in age between like me and my younger siblings, if you ask them what's the original Grinch, they're gonna say Jim Carrey. <laughs> so it's like the only remake that they see is um fuck I I see his face right now, um, Doctor Strange. Um, oh, uh, um, oh shit. Um, uh, uh, what, what is fuck? 
Why can't I remember anybody's right. name? Right, I'm just blanking out on everybody's Hold name on. right now. Hold on, I got you. Shit, his name, his name and face is right there. Right, you like I see his face right now, and it's ah uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. That's that's the that's the new Grinch. Oof. And it's like if you see if you see Benedict Cumberbatch as the first remake as a Grinch, that's how that's how you know we're we're talking about two different generations. But just to, uh, just I'm just stating that you know remakes are are not a a new thing or a plague on our on our generation of of media like this has been done over and over since before we were born so just shut uh-huh. up like i just want want the negative nancy's to just shut the fuck up and yes i too am a negative nancy but it only really pertains to romance and not just like i say my little joke and then i keep going on here's what i will be negative nancy about uh, um let's stop um uh, making live actions shall we or you know oh especially a- anime stop stop with that please let's- Let's just not. Let's cut. We that. don't. We don't need it. Let's cut that out completely. Yeah, I. I'm. Uh. Uh-uh. Mulan was it? I can't. Yeah, I, I, I've heard. Uh, I've heard mixed reviews about that. But anyway, moving on. Taste, taste, taste. Uh, and then our final taste is Dave Chappelle, the genius that is, um, is opening a comedy club in his very own yellow springs ohio um so i'm super excited about this because yellow springs is like 30 minutes if that from where i live right now so i i'll definitely be making my way out there as soon as covid ends because i'm pretty sure uh um that's when he's planning on opening opening the uh the comedy club he's uh repurposing one of the former fire stations in yellow springs um that's cool and yeah it's been a they've been working on this for several months and now it's finally announced that he will have this comedy club opening soon hopefully at the end of 2021 um Mm, okay so that's what's up yeah apparently oh apparently uh in total, Iron Table's Holdings has spent more than $1.6 million buying properties in Yellow Springs in 2020, according to huh. Green County uh, auditors. Okay, and that specific address was acquired in December. Cool. Interesting. That's what's up. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to what's going to happen out there, especially since we're probably going to lose Funny Bone. Uh, after this is all said and done. Oh, really? I, I have no idea right now because of COVID. So I don't know like what what the the renters are, are obligated to, the owners of the building are are obligated to pay whatever. Like I'm not sure. But if it's anything like other buildings who they still have to pay the rent uh pay the rent on whatever it is unless they own that building which i doubt um we might not see any more uh funny bone in in dayton anymore or at least not oh wow at at that specific uh spot but hopefully you know they might have gotten some type of pandemic relief or whatever and we can still get that but if not i'm gonna be at dave's club anyway 
but if somebody else happens Hell to be yeah. if somebody else that I like I really want to see um then I will be at Funny Bone. Uh, also rest in peace to John Witherspoon the last time I was I was able to see him the year that he died at the Funny Bone in Dayton, Ohio. So Oh, wow. I will thank I will thank the Funny Bone for allowing me to meet him. I met I've met Kevin Hart before Kevin Hart was like a a household name. I met this nigga in like 2010, and like the only thing notable that people remember him from was Soul Plane. <laughs> so like I I I really love Funny Bone for like allowing me to like meet all these dope ass comedians. I think I saw Ari Spears. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. Who else? I saw. I saw. I just saw a bunch of different people. So um, that's just me going on a tangent because I love comedy, and it it would suck that if we wouldn't have like our own comedy club in in this county at all. No. Yeah. So yeah. That's amazing. That's dope. Oh yeah, I forgot about Wiley's, but I don't even know if Wiley's is open. Oh my gosh, that's right. Yeah, so man, it's been so long since I've been there. I forgot about Wiley's. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know what's going on with, with uh with those two establishments, but I'm pretty sure anything back by Dave Chappelle is not going under anytime soon. Pan- nah. pandemic or nah. So, um, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again, Bonnie, for um accompanying me on today's episode. No um, problem. Hopefully, everybody else will be able to hop on the next episode if not you know it's nice to have just us two um so we have our our first real ad today um and it's brought to you by you know our very own day of bryant holistic is an online adult boutique that specializes in providing only body safe and organic adult toys holistic is black owned woman owned body positive and lgbtqia friendly we're all about serving everybody promoting comprehensive sex education and we're proud to hold space specifically for black women consultations are available for questions about products or if you're trying to find the right products but aren't sure what to get visit holisticshop.com uh that's h-o-e-l-i-s-t-i-c shop.com again that is h-o-e-l-i-s-t-i-c shop.com um and uh if you uh act right now for a limited time you can uh get 15 percent off of any uh 25 dollar purchase or more by entering code afroclectic again that is afroclectic at the uh, at checkout as a-f-r-o-c-l-e-t-i-c and you can uh go ahead and make some good savings out there people um uh, again go shop at uh holistic shop.com um and then uh, for a podcast shout out, I just want to shout out. Uh, hold on one second. I'm about to edit this because I am just drawing a blank for some reason. Uh, okay. My brain is like fried. So I right? Shit is crazy. Somebody said something about some placements in, in the horoscope or whatever. And I'm like, mm, there might be some validity to that because I am just fucking up for the last couple <laughs> days. Um, Same. All right. And for our podcast shout out, um, if you're looking for uh, 
ways to empower your life by changing your mindset and perspective. Go ahead and listen to uh, Minds Unlimited podcast with licensed therapist Dr. Jay Duncan and the lovely Z. And they just uh, launched their YouTube channels. Check them out at Minds uh, Unlimited on YouTube. Um, do you have any uh, black business that you would like to promote? Um, no, because I forgot. Uh. It's cool. We can just end it like this. All right, okay. ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Afroclectic Podcast. We love you. I I appreciate the amazing uh, year that you have grown with us, and hopefully, we can uh, keep on growing together through 2021. Uh, that's it, everybody. Love you. Peace out.